With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, you heard Brent Musburger. It is the Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the Sports Buddy Network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. You can see behind me, it's freaking lit, Michael Lombardi, as a day two Friday NCAA tournament upon us. We've got you covered right here all day on VSIN. Michael Lombardi out at the Borgata, where I can hear that it's also a party. How are we feeling? We're doing good. The window is uh, packed. We've uh, got a lot of people coming back for, for more. You know, it was a great day yesterday. I mean, that's why we love the tournament. When a St. Peter's can knock off a Kentucky, a Blue Blood, and, and can advance, I mean, it just makes everybody uh, love the tournament even more. It's perfect. And, and, of course, in the middle of it, the NFL had a once again uh, echo its dominance and, and remind everybody that everybody pays attention to the NFL no matter what the season and Devontae Adams is now a Raider so you know we just balance it all Patrick I mean the NFL is king and we get it but we love college hoops. Mick Lombardi's got a new weapon and we're going to get to yeah, that in just a he's second. He's under that, a lot of pressure that, trust that, that me was, we, we've already lit him up yes we put him under because extreme pressure hey, yes. It's good pressure to get Devontae Adams teammate of course of Derek Carr so we're going to get to the NFL in just a second. You mentioned St. Peter's I don't know if you poured one out for Coach Cal I'm sure everybody across the nation is sad. But what makes the – this is fascinating, the tournament. you got 3,500 students in Jersey City, Jersey, and St. Peter's. <laughs> you got a bunch of kids that are going to be looking for regular jobs once the tournament ends. You've got pros on the other side. You've got four assistants at Kentucky making more than the St. Peter's coach, and they beat yeah. Kentucky a blue blood. That's incredible. Okay, riddle me this, Batman. When was the last time Kentucky's been to a Final Four? Well, the, he has never lost in the round of 64. I don't know the answer. Do you have it? 2015, last Final Four. Last championship was? Last championship was the Anthony Davis team. 12. It's yep. been 10 years. It's been 10 years. Last Final Four. I mean, for a Blue Blood program, that, you know, that is is really a long way away from being dominant, right? With all those pro players, and they're almost marked as if they have pro players, not how many titles they have. That's right. And this has just really become, uh, you know, a, a, a very, you know, Joe B. Hall and all the legendary great Kentucky coaches, and Cal certainly is one of them. But to me, this program not being able to advance and win titles on a consistent basis since 12, and being in a Final Four since 15, you would think there would be more spotlight on this. And I listened to his interview after the game last night, and he loved the team, said he didn't have a bad day of practice. That doesn't seem right based on the way they played in that game there, and I liked him. I did like Kentucky all year. Everybody liked Kentucky. I mean, talk about a bracket buster. And how about the East region, wide open, Baylor licking their chops as Kentucky gets bounced, right? Yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, look, it, it was a shock. And, and every time I thought St. Peter's was going to go away, kind of a little bit like the Gonzaga game, right? I mean, Gonzaga mm -hmm. was – Georgia State was playing them even. They were going. And eventually in the last – I mean, they went 30 minutes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Gonzaga, right? And all of a sudden, the last 10 minutes, they fell apart. And all of it, that, that score was not indicative of really how close that game was totally throughout. Agree. Their talent took over, right? I was waiting for that moment to take place with St. Peter's. It never did. It never came to fruition. And if you've ever been on the campus of St. Peter's, when you go to 
through the Holland Tunnel into New York. You drive along and you can see their little campus in Jersey City. It's nothing. I mean, it's nothing like that beautiful bluegrass state of Kentucky. It's really remarkable win. Michael, I didn't. I don't expect you to be up past 1 a.m. watching San Francisco and Murray State, but wow. that was the game of the day. I mean, I was so into this. 18 lead changes. Murray State holds on in overtime. They were up nine with four to play, up eight with two and a half to play. San Francisco and Bouye was hitting every shot. They come back tied up overtime. Murray State wins in overtime and advances. It's a bunch of kids that look like they can play football, and it's a very good Murray State team. They'll take on St. Peter's. Yeah, that'll be a fun game to watch, right? I mean, Murray State is is so offensive. They're so good offensively that, you know, I mean, what's that Boye kid? I mean, oh, what he had unbelievable. 36 points in the game. I mean, it was really remarkable. And and credit with San Francisco it went toe to toe with them all throughout the game. That was fun to watch. It really was. I, I was overly, you know, I was unbelievably impressed by how good St. Mary's was against Indiana, Patrick. They jumped out to oh, me. I mean, so St. Good. Mary's was so well coached. Agreed. They're so fundamentally sound. And Bennett said that this isn't his best team, but this is his toughest team since he's been out there in Moraga at St. Mary's. They're a tremendous team. And I want to make sure I get your NFL news in, so let me just do this quickly. Thomas Gable's going to be next to you in about eight minutes, Michael. We've got a game tipping off sequentially here. Of course, you've got Loyola, Chicago, and Ohio State. Let's hurry up and get into this so we get the betters an idea of what's happening here. you got a 10 Loyola Chicago team. These are two teams and divergent paths, right? Loyola Chicago on a roll, won the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. Ohio State, opposite. They've been falling apart. They lost four of five since they beat Illinois at Illinois February 24th. The big question, Kyle Young, the two bigs, Kyle Young and Zed Key, are they going to play? I just had an Ohio State fan text me. Looks like the bigs are going to play, but there's some love here for the 10 seed in Loyola. It's a pick em. Yeah, and it's funny because Loyola is 13-17-1 against the spread this year. I mean, it's 25-7 and record. They have not been very kind to the better, which that means the book has kind of gotten them not to the right line. And this game where Ohio State, they're 15-15 and against the spread all through the season. But all of this is going to come down to the injuries, right? All of this is going to come down to who is actually going to be on the court for Loyola, uh, for Ohio State yep. today, because that's going to make the difference. Because right now, the way they played down the stretch I'm not sure they could be they're a little bit like Alabama they didn't play well entering the tournament no they didn't like I said lost four or five they got bounced in the opener against Penn State in the conference tournament that being Ohio State again Kyle Young and Zed Key those are keys no pun intended and I just got a text looks like they're going to play Young with the concussion Key with the ankle but make sure you hop on Twitter we're going to be following along we still have about seven minutes until that game tips okay before we get to Thomas Gable and really delve into the college hoops Michael Lombardi a bombshell yesterday you know what's yeah. so ironic remember you and I were doing the show and I on March 4th I said Devontae Adams just bought a house in Summerlin here in Vegas yeah. Devontae yeah. Adams is going to be living in that house I maybe at the time we thought it was an investment but let's get into the trade well actually we said it's a great state to go to I mean Mick lives in Summerlin now I mean so you know it's no state income tax in the great state of, uh, of, of Nevada so look I, I think in talking to people this has been in works for a couple days three or four days they weren't sure it was going to get done Green Bay was looking for some players I think Green Bay finally came to the realization that Devontae Adams just did not want to play there any longer whether it's the conflict with Aaron Rodgers which some people lead lend to believe itself but he wanted to escape the shadow of Green Bay and he has a love affair with his former teammate at Fresno State Derek Carr and that's how this deal came together for all the draft picks that John Gruden has spent on on wide receivers when Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler the general manager walked into the Las Vegas facility they did not have an outside receiver they just didn't for all the investments whether it's Antonio Bryant uh, and Antonio Brown to all the guys that he's tried to go bringing Jordy Nelson back all those no outside receiver this gives them a legitimate outside receiver on a top five player at the position to go along with Hunter Renfro now who can stay inside in his role and then they've got one of the best tight ends in all of football in Waller. This is a very good offensive team. They reduced Drake's contract so they were able to buy some cap room with him. They keep him on the team and then along with Jacobs. I mean they have to shore 
up this offensive line. They're going to need to get a guard. They'll bring Parker back. That's not an issue. But they need to fix this offensive line and get some defensive linemen. And if they do that, they will be able to compete in a very, very difficult AFC West. It is. And, Michael, just quickly, breaking news, Kyle Young and Zed Key, very important to Ohio State. They are cleared to play, so that's important. I'll now yep. transition to the question I have for you. What's next for the Packers? What are they going to do? Well, well, they get the first and second round pick from the Raiders. And, and look, you say, well, they gave up a, a first and second for a 30-year-old player and paid him a lot of money. That's right, they did. And, that, and that's certainly not always best for your cap. But I think in this time where they are with their quarterback, I think it gives them a great opportunity to do that. They're not going to get a player to the same level that Devontae Adams plays at as an outside receiver. We talk about this all the time. It's very challenging to find an outside receiver, and they've got a proven player there. They give up a one. They've got to put all their resources into defensive and offensive line. The Packers, they've got to find another receiver. I mean, they're going to have to find – they're going to draft one. It's going to come from this draft. If They won't be able to get one as good as Adams. But, look, Adams is a third-round pick. They made him into a good player. That's what they need to do. And Rodgers will help this along because he makes players better by the way he's so effective. It's a pick em. Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago. I know Michael likes Loyola, Chicago with the 30-year-old head coach I, I in Valentine. I defense. I mean, I watched, I watched to me what – what jumped out to me yesterday was all how good defensive teams play. And when you get stops, that allows you to make up for the lull in the game. It's really what, what helps you separate yourself. Vermont's defense was good. They kept them in the game, but they weren't able to get the shots to go down. They closed that gap. They couldn't beat Arkansas. Arkansas's defense was able to stay in it because even when they didn't shoot well and Note didn't have a point in the first half, they stayed within the game. Don't you love that Kentucky's got the Wooden Award winner coming up with Shibwe? They've got two uh, pros in the backcourt. And again, St. Peter's got dudes in the backcourt that are going to be accountants, and they're moving on. Isn't that what makes the tournament great? It's, it's so good. And, I mean, look, if you're a Kentucky fan, you, you've got to wonder here. 12 since you've won a title, 15 since you've been to the Final Four. There's no program more funded than the Kentucky program. That's just fact. I mean, it is. And, you're, and you get great players. I mean, and, and where, at some point, where's the wins? Where are the wins? Do you have Deshaun Watson news for me? If you do, hold I it. Do. We're going to come back. M. Lombardi NFL, I saw you tweeting about it. A very good tweet about what has to happen with all parties concerned over at M. Lombardi NFL. So we're going to sprinkle in, of course, Michael, the best insider we got anywhere uh, on the NFL. We're going to sprinkle that in with a busy Friday as far as the NCAA tournament. Excited to be here. Thomas Gable, one of the best when it comes to capping college hoops and, of course, runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata, is going to join us next. Stay tuned. We got you covered right here. It's the Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, Brent, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. It's BetMGM Sports, of course, has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino with the state-issued ID, and you're ready to go. you got to be 21 years or older. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 1-800-522-4700 for more details. If you didn't think, and this goes a credit to everybody behind the scenes, all the bosses floating around, Bill A.D. over at Circa, uh, we've got you covered all day, Mandalay Bay, Circa, and of course the Borgata, where Michael Lombardi is. This is the Lombardi line. With my man. MGM. And we've got Thomas Gable. So I got a text from TG that he was available this morning. I said, we need Thomas Gable, who of course runs the race in Sportsbook at the Borgata. I see he's busy right now, which is awesome. And yeah, he's the, sharp, he's the sharpest guy when it comes to college hoops handicapping. Quickly, first off, thank you, Thomas. Did you have a lean on Loyola Chicago, Ohio State, young and and uh, Young and Key are going to play. Yeah, this uh, I I would lean uh, Loyola Chicago. Um, you know, Ohio State. Well, I look through my my power ratings. I'm like, this really should be about a pick'em game. Um, but I would lean uh, Loyola Chicago. What do you have it as? We have it as pick'em at the South Point. We have them as pick'em right okay, now. Okay, so yeah. TG. How how did yesterday it's, uh, go? Very balanced betting, though. Very balanced on that. Thomas, how uh, was yesterday? Yesterday, yesterday went uh, well. I mean, obviously, a lot of handle was very busy uh, all day in here. We we got off to a great start with um, the Providence South Dakota State game. Yeah. That, uh, that <laughs> went very well for us. Everybody, that, 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 I didn't know all these people watch the Summit League during the year. I mean, it's, they it's don't. Unreal. That's why we all <laughs> lost that bet. You know, everybody was. We don't watch it enough, so. and then we bet on a team based on numbers, and we don't realize the the level of yeah, comp. Right. And then after the first ten minutes, you say to yourself, "Oh, this is pedigree matters. Pedigree matters." Yeah. It, it does. It does. And uh, so we got to a great start with that, and then. As we move towards the evening here, uh, we we started uh, we lost some some bigger decisions there. Uh, we actually needed Gonzaga to cover, and uh, the Zags uh, kind of gave that up, uh, gave the cover away there late. Um, and then the New Mexico State game was actually that was the biggest decision of the day for us uh, with the New Mexico State and. Um, we, we did not need them to cover. We needed UConn here. And um, as we know, New Mexico State won that game outright as a six-and-a-half-point dog. So, yeah, that was a, that was a tough one. But, uh, you know, overall, it was, a, it was a very good day, very strong day. And we're expecting uh, today is actually probably going to be busier than yesterday was just because I think it's a Friday. I think more people opted to take, you know, maybe a, a one day off from work as opposed to two. And, uh it's certainly starting a little bit earlier in here than yeah. did yesterday. So can I ask you? I told Michael I give him a pass. It was like one o'clock in the morning when San Fran and Murray State wrapped up. It was an amazing game. Did you have a decision with the la one of the last games of the night in Murray State and San Francisco? Yeah, we we needed Murray State in that, so that uh, that worked out well for us. Uh, the Arkansas game, which uh, did you stay up to watch that? I did. Okay. Uh, that one, that didn't one didn't work out too well for us. But the, well, they missed the free throws down the stretch. That killed us. How about Note cut? And Note didn't score in the first half, and then he went off in the second half, Michael. And he actually hit the free throws late, uh, and that really was the difference for the Must Bus in Arkansas. 
You know, you know what's funny is because early in that game, remember we said on the show that Note needed to play within himself. Musselman benches him in the first three minutes of the game. Yeah, when he trouble. came down and he and he launched these two bad shots, and Musselman benched him after that, and then put him back in the game, uh, kind of settle him down. And and like he said at halftime, he's like he gets better in the second half. But they're going to need everything in their power to beat this New Mexico State team. But with with behind what they were able to do, the length of New Mexico State, the athleticism of New Mexico State, and White, the score is just ri ridiculous. I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah, Teddy buckets. Did you have liability uh, as far as Kentucky? Were you happy to see Coach Kyle get bounced there, Thomas? <laughs> so actually, uh, well, we, we didn't have liability on Kentucky in the future market. So we couldn't take that game, actually, Patrick, because of the location of St. Peter's right. being in a Jersey school. So we, that game was off the board here. But for a game that was off the board that nobody, at least legally, could be betting here, um, not sure if there was any side action going on in the book, but um, the entire book was really, really into that game. I mean, they were going crazy uh, for, the, for the end of that game. It was a great game. Uh, certainly... Certainly surprising. I did not expect Kentucky no. to, to bow out this quickly by any means. Um, I, I thought they actually had a pretty good chance to get to the Final Four, maybe even into the Finals. But um, so very surprising. But I, you know, I don't know what you do with with Coach Cal now at this point. We we know the guys recruit can recruit. This was a Kentucky team. They, remember, this was not a bunch of one and duns on that team this year. This they had a lot of experience at that group. So. Um, it, it just, it, it's a shame that they, they failed it the way that they did. Look, I mean, my, my Siena ball club, Carmen's team beat them. I mean, Siena beat St. Peter's. Did you know that, Patrick? <laughs> right. they I, did. Mean, uh, I don't know if it's My man Carmen beat them. Yeah, Carmen. I don't you know, know if it's because he, Coach K is dealing with transfers this year like you hadn't in the past. You saw a Richmond team with all those super seniors. How about Richmond, Michael, bouncing Iowa? Yeah. I mean, you know, Iowa lack of defense shows up. And, yep. and what do we say all through the tournament? Seniors, the leadership, the formula is pretty clear. Play together, play as a team. I mean, I think that's why Musselman bench notate early. He wasn't playing as a, in a team game. And I think that's critical. Right. And look, you know, you got to be able to do that. Veteran leadership matters. And you get guys that have been around a while, it helps you. So I think we got to continue to look at that trend today. Some nervousness, boys, to start here. Loyola, Chicago, Ohio State, about four in, just 2-2. Two, two. So we'll keep you updated for the in-game betting. Let's go sequentially. Let's go with the Gamecocks. Jacksonville State, of course, got there when Bellarmine couldn't participate. They won the uh, obvious league. Auburn. So Auburn's backcourt troubles me, but their front court is ridiculous. We know this. Where are you sitting with the next one, which tips in about 19 minutes here, Thomas Gable? Yeah, so Auburn laying 14 and a half, and this is down from the opener uh, where we opened 16 and a half. It's moved probably closer to the number I thought it should be at. But um, this Auburn team, as we know, we touched on this many times, they are not the same Auburn team when you take them out of their home gym. Uh, Jacksonville State, they're a very good three-point shooting team. Now, could they hang with Auburn? I... I, I I doubt they may keep it close in the first half, but I, I certainly expect Auburn to overpower them here. But uh, the number has moved towards Jacksonville State from where we opened it. You know, now you got to be careful, right? So in the league that they play in, there's a Jacksonville and there's a Jacksonville State, right? So you got to be really careful about making sure you're handicapped. Jacksonville State's the best three-point defense in the conference. Jacksonville State's third. Jacksonville State has one of the better players in the conference, this kid Adams, and they can score. They can light it up. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what's going on here. And if they defend the three-point line with Auburn, and Auburn's guards typically haven't played I consistently totally well, particularly on the road. And this is yep. kind of an avenue, and I think a lot of people are lending itself. Do they think Auburn's going to win? Yeah. Do they think they cover the – where are you, 14, 14 and a half? 14 and a half right now. Here. 14 and a half a lot. And so everybody's expecting a close game. But uh, And, look, Jacksonville State can play some defense. I mean, they're not going to get overpowered all the time. I think that's the one thing I learned yesterday. There's levels of the game. There's 40 minutes, then there's a 35. Like we saw Georgia State, they played 30 – probably 33 great minutes yes, and did. they just fell apart. Yes, well, Jacksonville State dangerous just because they take a ton of threes. They're 10th in the yep. nation as far as percentage. So they can do they do turn it over. They don't shoot their free throws. But I mean, this front court, think about Auburn. Started 22 and 1, Thomas. 5 and 4 over their last 9, yep. but with Kessler and Jabari Smith in the front court, they should be able to dominate this team coming would, out of the Atlantic Sun. So. Yeah, you would certainly think so. And but you hit the nail on the head there, Patrick, with what 
Jacksonville State's they're, they're key. They're going to be have to hit in a three. Um, that's their strength of their team. And if they don't do it, they're, they're probably going to get overrun here today. Okay. Uh, question for you, Thomas, and I'm going to put you on the spot. We'd love to have you hang for another segment. I know you run a book there at the Borgata, so it's kind of tenuous, but can you hang? I mean, it's a big day for us here on Beeson. You're going to hang with us, right? That's fine. I can get texts. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I want to get to it. We'll just start it right now. Yale, Purdue, that's coming up 11 a.m. my time, 1, 11, 12, 1, 2, to your time. Where are you sitting with that number? Yeah, 16 and a half. Uh, Purdue is laying and, again, has moved. Uh, this has actually moved a little bit back. So we opened this Purdue laying 17 and a half. It's gotten as low as 15 and a half. So now right there in the middle, settling at 16 and a half. Uh, total, we opened at 144 and a half, and that's exactly where we sit. It did dip a little bit, but now back uh, to where we opened it. We, we took a bigger bet here on the under uh, in the total, but again, Purdue getting bet here. They're, they're taking a lot of action. Yale, listen, I, they're another team where I, I just don't think they have the firepower to, to hang with this Purdue team who is, you know, I guess efficient-wise, offensive efficiency-wise, they are uh, one of, if not the best, team in the country. So uh, very, very tough task for Yale to be able to hang with uh, Purdue today. Yale played two really good teams this year. They played Auburn. They got beat by 20. They played St. Mary's. They got beat by uh, 27. So that's the concern you have as they take this level up a, yep. a notch. Hey, Michael, yeah. check out to these. Totally different class. Check out these middle-of-the-day matchups we're going to come back with. Miami-USC. Notre Dame, yep. Alabama, and Virginia Tech, Texas. That one I'm very intrigued by, and we'll come back and talk to Racebook Manager and Sportsbook Manager Thomas Gable over at the Borgata. We're just getting started. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is BSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, this is for Michael. Wendy's and Adult Swim's Rick and Morty are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get Swifty at the first ever Morty's Mayhem Pop Up. Okay, it's located at Resorts World's East Garden Plaza. The immersive experience brings the show off the screen and onto the strip with never before seen animations of Wendy's breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick, Pickle Frosty. Boom, big reveal, right? In the alternative universe, fans can also play a life-size game of Plinko. I love Plinko. Score exclusive swag and try items from Wendy's delicious menu lineup. Check out Wendy's Morty's Mayhem at Resorts World right here in Las Vegas. <laughs> wow. Okay. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point where it's awesome. Thomas Gable hanging out with Michael Lombardi at the Borgata in New Jersey, Atlantic City. Can you compare the crowd to years in the past, Thomas? I said my first year here at the South Point was 2017, and this is busier. I feel like people want to get out right now. Oh, they definitely do. You know, I was talking to um, Wayne Perry yesterday. He was in here for the Associated Press, and, um, you know, he, he was asking you that basically the same thing that uh, Patrick asked. And, you know, we go back to last year, and we were still social distancing. Uh, that was really, last year was kind of the first mass gathering uh, event. March Madness was the first mass gathering event that we had attempted here since COVID. But everybody was still socially distanced. Um, you know, this is just, it feels like, okay, we're, we're back to normal. We're right. back to where we were in 2019. Uh, so it's uh, it, it's nice to see. I, that seems to be the consensus feeling from everybody that you talk to customer-wise. Uh, when they come through the doors, they're happy to be here. Uh, we knew, you know, people start making these plans months in advance. You know, we're getting calls, you know, November, December for people yeah. to uh, reserve their spots for March Madness. And, uh, you know, it, people love to travel into groups. Patrick, you know, you see it out there. Uh, yep. Las Vegas is the, the biggest destination in the country for, for this week. So um, it, it's great to see 
uh, everywhere that uh, kind of it, it, we're, we're feeling back to normal again after a couple years there. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, by the way, boys, Michael, I don't know if you saw, but it's an ugly 7-9 battle, 9-7 now, Ohio State's yeah. up. Yeah. It's an ugly battle to start the day Did they the put the here. right rims on that court? Did they put the right <laughs> rims? Because it looks like they're having a hard time getting it in there. They have those those smaller rims, you think? Yeah, there might be something Man, to it in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you have the first half under, 61 I hope you had it. It's yeah. looking good yeah. right now. Uh, so I it's mentioned, boys, going into the break, that middle yeah. of the day has some juicy matchups. Laranaga and Miami, yep. USC, this is a 7-10 matchup. Let's jump into it. I got USC opening as a one-point favorite. Thomas, where are you sitting now at the Borgata? Yes, they're actually up to two and a half point favorite, and I make this game a pick, so I, I'd certainly be leaning taking the two and a half here with Miami. Um, and that's where the money right now, we, we're starting to see some Miami money here. So uh, even, uh, well, actually not so much even ticket count, more ticket count towards Miami, but right now sitting two and a half uh, USC favored, and uh, as you said, has already moved towards them from where we opened this. You know, I talked to uh, some people in the ACC, and this matchup they really like for Miami. Miami is a team that is not great defensively, but they can turn the ball over. They don't have great length, but they can run the court. And USC is big, they're long, but they're not as fast. And Miami wants to take this game and play some tempo to it and spread the court and force USC to use their size to defend out in the perimeter. They're really content yep. with this matchup. Miami feels really good about going into this game, and they feel like their defense will set their offense. This is one of those games where their defense won't be the liability that it's typically been in the ACC. They feel confident they could pull a win off here. Yeah, the Hurricanes offense is up and down, but Michael, you just nailed it. USC is so gritty defensively. They'll get out on the perimeter and press you. Uh, this is going to be a grind. I, I, I like USC in the matchup, uh, but it's a tremendous matchup. Larinaga is a hell of a coach. Remember what he did with he Mason really back in the day. What was it, 2005 yeah. boys, when he took Mason yeah. to a final for Laranaga? Yeah, I, I mean, so. you know, and they've got veteran leadership on the Miami team, and they're athletic. The one thing about yeah. Miami is they are athletic, especially when, when they get in the open court, where USC doesn't run, and their transition defense will suffer today. That's where they want to win the game with their transition defense. So, Patrick, what's your uh, what's your lean on the, the total on that, 139.5? What, what, what would you lean on? I've, the just, I've been, I, not to say a blanket bet all season long, but I've been betting unders on USC all season long. They just yeah. defend their asses off, pardon my language. Um, I had it opening 141. So if that gives you indication, where, where did you have that number opening? Uh, we opened this one, yeah, 140. We actually opened this. Uh, so I, I actually think that's a little bit lower, but you know, with the neutral site, I th that's probably right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, 140, 139, right in that Ken, range. Ken Good. Palm has it as a 145 game, which is shocking. Yeah, I, right? was I mean, his, surprised to see his that numbers, yeah, I mean, his numbers have been a little bit high if you track his over-under numbers, and I think a lot of that is, you know, it's hard to get familiar with these courts and these rims. Obviously, we're seeing that with Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago. You know, if you're betting, if you're betting totals, period. Here, I mean, you really, it's it, it's a matter because there's a lot of contrasting styles here in the first round with these teams, and yeah. you know, you you have the slower teams going up against teams that, that want to get up and down the floor and it's really which team is going to be able to exert control over the tempo of the game. I, I think that's really important. I Listening to Frank Martin yesterday talk about when he went to the Final Four, he looked at the bracket he was in and he liked every matchup in that bracket because he had, remember he had those two, you know from your alma mater, yep. Patrick, he had those two big guards that, he, that really could take advantage of people and nobody that he was going to play along the way had guards like that until he got to the Final Four and that's when his strength became neutralized and I think that's a lot of this. This is why Miami's so confident against USC. They feel they match up well. This is a matchup that favors them. If they were playing a gritty team that, that was really good in transition defense, maybe they wouldn't feel as good. How about the travel spot for Notre Dame? So Dayton, they beat Rutgers, um, and I'd like to get your take on this Notre Dame team, Thomas Gable, but they beat Rutgers, and then they traveled to San Diego. They got in yeah. yesterday at like 3.40 in the morning. So this is a tough right. travel spot for Notre Dame taking on an Alabama team. Set us up on the number there, Thomas. That it is. So Alabama laying three and a half, and uh, you're seeing a lot of Alabama money here, and I think uh, – 
uh, as you said, Patrick, with good reason, with the tough travel there for Notre Dame. Uh, we, we opened this three and a half. It's still sitting at three and a half. Um, I, I think under normal circumstances, I'd probably make this game closer to a one and a half, two-point game, but um, it, three and a half is probably about right. We're, we are taking Alabama money, as you said, so uh, tough, tough spot here for Notre Dame, especially after that, um, the, yeah. that game against Rutgers the other night. And then we saw last night, I mean, Indiana, as good as they've been defensively, right? Indiana was the best defense in the Big Ten all season long. They had that tough travel day to go all the way out to Portland, and they looked like they couldn't play any defense. They looked they were stuck, in, and by the second shoes. half, the game was You're over. Right. I think this is where a lot of people are figuring out that Alabama's going to have a, a better day, even though Alabama hasn't played as well. You know, Alabama hasn't played as well, but there's a lot of feeling that Alabama can turn this thing around against Notre Dame, which even though they're better defensively, they're one of the best teams defending the three-point line in the in the ACC, can they generate enough offense, especially with tired legs? The, the thing with that Indiana spot, too, not only being tired going in there offensively, you're playing against one of the best defenses yeah. in the country there in St. Mary's. So that was kind of a recipe for disaster for them no doubt. on the offensive side. Okay, boys, I, I need this one before Thomas leaves, and that's Virginia Tech in Texas. Mike Young, the coach there at Virginia Tech, said the 11 seed felt a little disrespectful. Here's Texas, and we know that Texas's team defends with Beard. they got a bunch of transfers. Thomas, they just don't have a go-to guy offensively. When they need no. a bucket, they don't have it. And this Virginia Tech team has won 13 of 15 overall, and they're one of the best stroking it from the outside. Yeah, they're, they're, they're hot right now. I mean, this, this is a team that uh, you didn't know if they were going to make it uh, to this point, but here they are. Uh, they find themselves against Texas. Texas one-and-a-half-point favorites here. Uh, very low total, 123-and-a-half on the, on the total here. Um, I, I think, again, this is probably the right number. Uh, I, it all depends uh, which way you're going to lean here on this. I, again, Virginia Tech, if they can shoot, uh, from outside, like we know that they're capable of, uh, they should they should be able to dispatch Texas here. But that's gonna it's all gonna come down to that. It's gonna come down to the three point line, yep. right? I mean that's what it's gonna come down to. Virginia Tech really good at defending the three point line. Texas not a great three point shooting team, no. average thirty point six percent. So it's really gonna come down to you know I think ultimately this is never about the best team. It's the team that shoots the best that day. And if Texas has a good shooting day, uh, not typical of their season stats, they've got a chance. But if not, if it plays to form. Uh, you know, I, I really like Virginia Tech here. Here's what I do know. It's going to be gross and slow because we know yeah. what Texas likes to do, and Virginia Tech likes <laughs> to slow it down as well and set up a good shot. So that is fascinating to me. Thomas Gable, you are the best. Get back behind Thanks, the book. It's going to be a big day for you. Thank you so much, TG. He runs the All race right, in sports, but he's been our teammate for three years here on the Lombardi line. He's the best. Michael Lombardi out at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point off the Strip in Las Vegas. Josh Applebaum is going to join us next. Quickly, Ohio State up 9-7 over Loyola Chicago 850 to play in the first it's gross we're back the big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world Western nations like the US and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, strategy for $19. When you're filling out your bracket, if you're doing that, or you're just betting against the spread, whatever it is, our team is here to get you ready for every game. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Bontobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every team, conference player to watch, from favorites to potential Cinderella. Sign up today and get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, for only $19. It's a great deal. Get over there right now, vsin.com slash madness. And by the way, and this is part of uh, the great team here at VEASAN. If you go to VEASAN.com, you can get in on the help desk. So if you have questions about the tournament, if you have questions about bad betting strategy, probability, whatever it is, get over VEASAN.com help desk, and they'll answer the question for you. It might even be answered on the air. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi, it is funny. Good thing you have uh, noise-canceling earphones because it is loud at the Borgata, my man. It is really loud here, and, it, and this is a brick fest. Uh, you know, I mean, this is a game that's not even enjoyable to watch. And so, you know, hopefully we'll get a little better shooting, you know, in the next game. But this is a painful watch so far. We'll see if it'll get any better. Yeah, Loyola, Chicago, and Ohio State are both shooting 28% from the field. That's not going to make for an aesthetically pleasing yeah. basketball game here. No, no doubt. No doubt. But hopefully we'll get, you know, hopefully we'll get a better game here, you know, as we move forward. We've got Montana State, who had a great year as well. Texas Tech coming up at 10.45 my time, so about an hour. Right now you got Texas Tech laying 15 and a half, Michael. Defensively, we know what they can accomplish. Got, go ahead. But i got to see this Jacksonville State team. What have we got them at 12.40, right? They're in green. They just, they so just tipped off there. So tipped off. So yep. hopefully we'll see if they can put something in the basket. You know, we'll see how Auburn handles this away from home. It will be an interesting game. That game closed at, what, 14 and a half. Which, you know, Ken Palm has it right as a 14-point game. Those two teams in the SEC, Tennessee and Auburn, as Michael just mentioned, were so good at home this year, undefeated at home. Yeah. But away wasn't the same story. And you do worry about Auburn, just as an aside, because they just, you know, 5-4 and four over their last nine. The backcourt, Michael, we constantly talk about point guard playing, guard play in general when it comes to the tournament, and they've been so topsy-turvy in their backcourt. No doubt, you know, and but they've got, you know, they have the talent and they have the ability to stretch the floor and, you know, sink the three-point shot. So a lot of it's going to come down to, you know, the thing I think we get fooled a little bit is when we think that teams are playing well going into the tournament, that that carries over. And, and I'm not sure that's always the case. Like Alabama today, they weren't playing well. Ohio State wasn't playing well. You know, Michigan wasn't playing well, yet they came back and, and closed out a game. So I think we have to set separate this and, and kind of focus on it's a new day, a new era, and see where that leads us. Okay, while we have a bit of a respite 
Let's get into the news as far as the NFL. You mentioned the Devontae Adams trade. If you missed it, go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and, and get Michael's take on that. We'll post it at VEASAN Live a little bit later as well. But the other news, and it continues, Deshaun Watson, M. Lombardi NFL, you had something as far as how this yeah. this is a this is bigger than just, hey, Deshaun Watson wants to play here. Fill in the blanks yeah. for me, Michael. Well, I mean, look, the, the, Deshaun Watson's back in control. I, I think there's a certain sense that the that he now has the opportunity to dictate. Once that grand jury went through and didn't put him on a criminal path, uh, he now now has control over what he wants to do. And I'm not saying any of the civil suits aren't going to be a problem for him. I'm not saying that at all. It certainly is. However, in terms of this trade coming to fruition, there are two elements that must get satisfied. There's the Texans who basically said, if you want in this, it's going to cost this, three number ones, and a player. That's what the Texans are asking for to start. I'm not saying they're going to end up there, but that's what you had to agree to to get in the tournament. Once you've agreed to that, now Watson's side wants you to redo his contract. They want more at bite of the apple. He just redid his deal. Does that mean guarantee more money? I don't know. Does it mean guaranteed year four, three or four of his deal? Or does he want to add more cash into the market? Yeah, I think that's the case. So you've got to please the Texans. You've got to please Watson's camp. So you're making everybody happy. And I was told by somebody who's not involved in this, this will be one of the most expensive trades to ever go down in the NFL when you add money and you add draft picks. Are you hearing it's Atlanta or bust? I mean, obviously from Atlanta, what are you hearing? Well, I, you know, Atlanta, Kyle Pitts yesterday tweeted out saying, you know, it's about to get real here in Atlanta. And maybe that's the case. But let's put some things in perspective here a little bit. When Deshaun Watson was on a bad team, and we know he was on a bad team two years ago, you know, they were horrible. Bill O'Brien got fired, and they were horrible. They won four games. Last year, they were a bad team with Davis Mills. They won four games. So my point is, look, I think Deshaun Watson's a top-five quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt. But he can't overcome a bad team. His interest in going to Atlanta surprises me because I don't think Atlanta's a very good team. Their offensive line was very poor last year. They don't have great skill. Ridley's not going to be on the team. You know, Julio Jones isn't on the team. Yeah, they've got they got Pitts, they got Hayden Hurst, but where is their juice? And then let's look at them defensively. They were not very good defensively last year. Their defensive line, with the exception of of their deep Jarrett, Grady Jarrett inside, they don't really have a formidable player in there. Dante Fowler gave them some snaps at Ash Rush Edge, but I don't even know who they're going to who. Houston would want from their team as a player in the draft picks. I, that shocks me. So I don't see them being very good very quickly, even if they get Watson. I, I just don't. New Orleans, I do, because New Orleans can play defense. We saw them. They were very effective defensively. Uh, what they're going to have to give up, I don't know. But New Orleans, with Armstead, they're not back in it. Armstead's still out there on the market. They need their left tackle, but they don't seem interested in that until they decide what they're going to do with Watson. I think it, I think if I were Watson, I'd go to New Orleans, but I think he's lured to the fact he wants to go back home. Can we talk about how awkward it is in Atlanta right now with Matt Ryan? So Matt Ryan agreed to delay his $7.5 million roster bonus while the team figures out what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson. Isn't that wild? Well, I mean, look, he knows he's going to get the money, right? I mean, it's not like they're going to cut him before that. He's guaranteed the money. So it's just a delay of when am I going to, when it becomes guaranteed. And they want to do it for cap purposes. Look, if he ends up going to Indianapolis, he ends up in a better situation. You think they're going to win many, you think they're going to win more than seven games in Atlanta next year with Matt Ryan behind a bad offensive line? I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Matt Ryan really is in a good place because Matt Ryan can renew his career for two or three more years if he went to Indianapolis. If he went to Cleveland, even running that offense that he ran when Kyle Shanahan was in Atlanta, the best years of his career running those boots because Matt Ryan needs some protection and he's going to need some skill. I mean, he's looking around him, doesn't have Julio, doesn't have Jarrett, you know, doesn't have, uh, doesn't have, uh, Ridley, I mean, he's looking around them. So, you know, where am I going? Where where is this offense? And just because if they trade for Watson, I don't think it really is going to make them a better team. I think they'll be much improved at the quarterback position, but not a better team. Yeah, there's a better chance of Calvin Ridley working for VEASAN than the Falcons next year. (laughs) Hey, quickly, do you, do you, and he liked that. Do you believe that 
the Panthers are really completely out of it. Is that definitive? I, I do think so because I think the Panthers are reluctant to get engaged. I mean, look, this is like you're basically dealing with what, you know, it's like trying to get a construction site going in New Jersey. You've got to deal with the, the union. You've got to deal with all the other guys coming over. You've got no-show jobs. I mean, this is, there's a lot of people with their hand out. And in this deal, there's a lot of people with their hand out. And for me, you know, I think that, that as much as Carolina would like to upgrade their quarterback position, you know, it's a, it's a very costly proposition. They would have to give up three number ones plus one of their elite defensive linemen. This is what's shocking to me. Carolina's got two elite defensive linemen in Burns and Brown that I'm sure that, that Houston right. would want. Who would they want from Atlanta's team? That's what I don't know. And it's funny, wouldn't it be hilarious if they traded Pitts to Houston and Pitts is talking about how we're going to be real here in Atlanta? Wouldn't that be hilarious? I wonder, I mean, Pitts tweeted that out with the quickness and it was gone. It. Yeah, so somebody got a hold of him. I mean, I think somebody well, wrote it was like... They're rep by the same player. They're rep by the same player. So Pitts and Watson both have the same player, which led everybody to believe that that's where that, that came from. And it might be Atlanta. You know, there's some reports that he's the reason why Atlanta's in there, that he went to Atlanta. I was told initially that Atlanta wasn't going to be involved, but they were just kind of placating it through. But now, obviously, that's not right. But look, they don't. They haven't even. Their best player last year was Cordell Patterson, and he's not signed, which is shocking, right? I mean, maybe they have him under contract and they're waiting. But where are they going to get their player? One of their best players, the linebacker, went to Jacksonville. Like, who are they going to trade to make Houston happy other than give up a boatload of picks? And maybe they'll give up a, the same Russell Wilson-type deal. Mark Gottfried's going to join Michael and myself here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Quickly, I want to ask you, and we only have 30 seconds, are you a believer in the momentum that Virginia Tech's bringing into this matchup against Texas? I am. I am, I too. Am. I do. I really am. I I'm do. surprised Texas Although is I, getting bet. I'm hesitant, I'm hesitant about Chris Beard. I think he's a really good coach. I think coaching matters. But I think Virginia Tech was really – the way they dominated Duke in that final game really lends me to want to like them. Yeah, and Mike Young's a good coach as well. And he did say he felt like that 11 seed after – beating Duke, as you just mentioned, felt a little disrespectful to his team. I like a no team doubt. in Virginia Tech with momentum that feels like they're being disrespected. And as you sagely pointed out, they don't just shoot the three, they defend the three well, the Hokies. And right now, they're catching a point and a half to Texas. We continue Mark Godfrey next. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 